You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 255, for the week of Wednesday, the 11th of January, 2017. I'm Ben. And I'm Eddie. In this episode, we're going to break down the latest wave of Hasbro Star Wars Black Series. And this episode is brought to you by Davy Boys Toys and Bam Kapow Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. We will be right back after this short break. Our discussion topic for this episode is Hasbro's Star Wars Black 6-inch figures, and uh, I actually think we went through a bit of a lacklustre phase there recently. No offence to Episode 7, but uh, I felt you know things were a bit lacking. But looking at the pile of loot in front of me, I feel like we're back in the upswing. Yeah, this feels like uh, particularly this latest wave that we've gotten that I think sort of known as the Revan wave. Um, it's been a nice return to other areas of uh, classic Star Wars fandom. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, before we get underway, we are going to probably, uh, you know, cross into the spoiler warning territory. So, look, if you haven't seen Rogue One, uh, you might want to, uh, well skip this episode until you have seen it, but we're going to jump all around the place. Now, we've got a bunch of figures to review, so do we want to break these up by wave or at least identify who came in what wave? Because I have to confess, I'm starting to get really confused. Uh, let's go in, because we've got it set up for the alphabetical all wave right. here, so let's let's do that, and I will happily chime in uh, which <laughs> wave. For those that don't uh, know which I'd say would be most people, um, Ben often texts me pictures of figures <laughs> saying, what wave is this from? Uh, oh. I've, I've become a bit of an expert at uh, letting you know. Uh, I, I do. I mean, I know we're already get digressing here, but I'll, I'll be digging through tubs of spare Marvel Legends or something and I'll go, I've got like 55 different Spider-Man figures here because I have one on display at any time and I just, I can never remember which one goes with which wave and uh, I'll send you a photo and go, I have no idea what this Spider-Man is and then you'll send one back and go, yeah, it's from this wave, such and such, but if you've got one that's a slightly different colour, it's from the such and such wave, even though that body was first used on the such and such figure. <laughs> Very handy. I like, I like trying to do it as quick as possible, like a little game, so you know I'm not Googling. <laughs> uh, that's good work, mate. Fun good trivia work. to play with your friends if you got action figure <laughs> All right. Now, look, we're not going to go into uh, a, a full um, Toy of the Week type review with each of these figures. Toy Breakdown, the whole idea is really to cover a whole bunch of figures in a shorter amount of time, talk about the bits we like, the bits we don't like, etc. And I have to confess, with a couple of these figures, uh, I had really high expectations, and then getting them out of the package, I was a bit disappointed. And then there's a couple of figures where uh, I was the other way around. I wasn't that excited, but then once I got them out of the package, I thought, wow, this one's actually exceeded my expectations. So, uh, yep, as Eddie mentioned before, we do have these listed in alphabetical order. So we're just going to kick off with the episode five. That's the Empire Strikes Back AT-AT driver. Yeah. Now, first off with this one, I got to ask, um, 
I don't know if you looked at your box, but did you get the AT-AT driver or did you get the AT-AT pilot? Oh, good question. Yes, I remember we had this discussion a while back. Okay, I got two of them. I was quite lucky. Uh, I have confirmed that one of them is an AT-AT driver. And the other one, let me find his trusty box, is also an AT-AT driver. Okay, I got the AT-AT driver as well. And I believe... The pilot was the first release, and it mainly turned up in uh, Rogue One promotion boxes that were sent uh, out to people, okay. and it was changed uh, early on. So I think there were still some that hit retail, but um, it was a very early change. So if you do have a pilot, that might be worth hanging on to the box, because mm. I think that's going to be the rarer one. Interesting. Yeah, and speaking of boxes, I actually haven't opened mine <laughs> for this latest wave, so you might hear plastic in the background. That's rustling just me. So. Away, rustling away. Uh, well, I have to say, this was one of my um, one of my sort of sought after figures. I'm a bit of a sucker for all things uh, stormtroopers, and you know any variation of that classic white stormtrooper, such as this guy or the tie pilot uh i'm a big fan of and uh when i saw this guy in the box you know he didn't blow me away i thought oh i'm not i'm not getting a wow factor um i think that's because a lot of this guy is cast in white plastic and then painted um so elements of him like the hands uh the boots the helmet the chest piece etc are all cast uh in in one particular color but then the painted highlights on the helmet just um, I don't know. They're just a little bit off. Uh, if you can remember the AT-AT driver, his white helmet has this kind of black triangle starting, you know, on his forehead going up over the top of the helmet. Uh, and on the one that I've opened, that's actually been applied slightly off centre. And so mm-hmm. I was a bit, yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've never noticed the fact that the AT-AT pilot has lipstick. Yeah. It's got the little touch there on the, uh, I've just got one on the dot on the right, uh, left side as he would be looking, and one in the middle of that little black V, mm. upside down V, in the middle there. Yeah. So I've never noticed that in the, the I guess what you would call the you know is it the the nose part that sort of inverted mm. V, um, which I always sort of think is that as the sinister mouth of the the stormtrooper. There's a, a red <laughs> dot right in the middle, and. The way it's been applied, it kind of looks a bit out of place. Um, it does look like it's just dabbed on at the end there. So, Yeah, that's actually the only spot on my head that I'm seeing any sort of bleeding is just, just a little bit on the tip of the nose mm. as it's mm. coming up the top. Yeah, well, look, I, I think, um, you know, certainly the, the computer uh, on his chest or, or whatever, you know, the breathing um, apparatus that the hoses come out of uh, is quite well done. There's a lot of really good pain apps there. And what I also liked was that the, the flexible hoses that go from that to the actual back of the helmet uh, are actually long enough that they don't, um, it doesn't actually impede in the uh, movement of the head at all. You can still sort of turn that head quite some distance to either side without the hoses sort of restricting it so that's pretty cool yeah and actually like there's the little touch of i forget what the language is called but that sort of basic print language Mm. on his little Mm. chess computer and um the little circuit board on his back as well it's fairly well painted on mine and has a little bit of language detail yeah and so while i i wasn't wowed um by the look of the figure i I think the the paint on the white was Mm. just a little bit of a letdown because it is hand painted uh what did blow me away with this guy is the level of um 
articulation. Like this guy is 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 actually quite good. That sort of hidden, um, I guess we call it an ab crunch or something like that, gives a, a decent amount of movement. That head's not restricted. I actually found, despite the fact that he's wearing those big moon boots, that the uh, the Vonna um, ankle joints give a, a large range of, of mm. motion. So, yeah, this guy, it's kind of weird because, you know, this dude kind of sits in a cockpit and, and drives this giant, you know, four-legged tank. Um, but he's got this amazing amount of articulation. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess they know it's going to be a while before we get our Black Series AT-AT, so <laughs> he's going to be posed on the shelf. I actually do like, speaking of his paint, he's got his little communicator on his wrist, and that's sort of a greeny metal colour. Oh, that's yeah. actually sort of a nice, different touch. Yeah, I'd actually miss that. So um, not a lot of wash going on with this guy. I think the um, his, I guess, what would be his pilot suit or his overalls that sit under, you know, the armour pieces, the gloves, etc., uh, is cast in a, a grey colour and is, you know, it's okay, but it's uh, mm. nothing to write home about. But that articulation is um, sensational. Very impressive, yeah. this guy. Yeah, so, he's a good one. Yeah, and he comes with, he just comes with the blaster, doesn't he? Just a yeah. Stormtrooper blaster. But it is one where they have done a little bit of dab of paint on it just to give it that sort of on the, mm. is that the cart, laser cartridge part? I don't know what you'd call that yeah, on a that energy pack type thing. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere to put it. We don't have any way of hooking it onto him. So, yeah. All right. Very good. I'm quite uh, quite happy with that guy. I've got two, but I'd certainly like to acquire a few more. Surprise, surprise to no one. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Next one, we have Darth Revan from the uh, Old Republic video game. So, did you ever play the video game? Uh, Briefly. I haven't played it extensively. But, uh, yes, I am aware of this guy. Now, he was a, a fan vote winner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And he's actually a multiple fan vote winner, uh, winner, <laughs> winner um, from memory. I believe he won a fan vote back in the three and three quarter inch days. And he won the fan vote for Mighty Mugs, oh, if you remember them. Wow. So he's a uh, very popular character um, from... A very popular Star Wars video game, but uh, he, I haven't really played the game much myself. I just borrowed it off a friend and played the beginning part where he wasn't in in it much. But from my knowledge, you actually find out that this, the sort of Star Wars twist in that game, and spoiler alerts for a game that's over 10 years old, <laughs> um, you actually end up being Darth Revan in the end. Mm. This Sith Lord that everyone's sort of talking about, and that I could be wrong on that, so forgive me if my uh, knowledge is wrong. But that was sort of the big twist that at the end you learn you were actually Darth Revan uh, all along. So this is kind of the main guy that you play, and he's got a cool sort of Sith meets Boba Fett look to him. Yeah, it, I mean, what could be better than you know a Sith action figure than a Sith that wears Mandalorian armor? So. Um that, that famous helmet under his hood is a, a Mandalorian um, helmet. And, uh, look, I I actually think this guy signifies something pretty cool in the Star Wars black. I mean, obviously he was a fan winner, but, you know, we still needed Hasbro. Um, we still needed, you know, uh, well, I guess it's, it's Disney now's approval um, to, to go ahead with this figure. But 
I think given that he's not even really connected to any of the other characters that we've had so far, he's from a video game. He's also featured quite a bit in uh, comics from Dark Horse. Um, you know, this is a character that was around 3,000 years before, you know, the Star Wars that we know and love. So for, for Hasbro to step out and commit to characters, I think, you know, is a, a major um, step forward. It means really that nothing is off limits, hopefully. Mm. And that we're not just going to get, you know, whatever movie-related stuff is the the flavour of now. So I'm really hoping that this is the start of something pretty darn cool. Yeah, and hopefully it's... Well, and it seems like he's selling quite well, so it will encourage more EU uh, characters to be made, not just in fan votes, but potentially outside of that, because... I'd love a Cade Skywalker, but the uh, amount of love they put into this guy is really yeah. good. Like they they've gone out to impress the fans on this because the last fan vote figure I think was Mara Jade in the three and three quarter, and okay. she was a bit of a nasty kit bash meets some bad turnout sculpts that they just ran with anyway. That. Uh, uh, fans were not too happy with, so it seems like they're gone the extra mile here. Yeah, it's- like this. Wow, this is there's some serious stuff happening. So we've got a uh, we've got a, a cast figure who then has a mixed media, I guess, skirt over the the top of that. Then he's got the back to the sort of cast plastic uh, parts over the top of that, and then we've got the cloth cape hanging down the back. So it's you yeah. know multiple layers of mixed media here. Then plastic hood on top of the cape. Mm, mm. There as well at the yeah. Now, I'm so almost, he's just. Uh, I'm almost. But the, that hood's not removable, is it? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even want to try mm, on that mm. side. But um, I'm really impressed with the amount of layering he's got on. He's still a very slender figure and shape, like it yeah. doesn't add bulk to him. Yeah. Anyway, which is very nice. Yeah, and speaking of the bulk, I think what I like too is uh, he's got a great range of movement in that sort of Vonner ankle joint. He's got double jointed knees. So uh, I think in terms of posing, that the, the fact that the cape is cloth, the, the skirt is cloth, and we've got this kind of, um, uh, you know, tabard loincloth bit that hangs down that is made of vinyl, that sort of flexible rubber, but I actually don't think that's going to impede a lot of um, posability. No. He's actually, I, to be honest, he was one of the ones I was looking forward to just because I do like myself a bit of EU and as you mentioned, it was a great sign of coming. But now that I've actually got this guy in hand, he actually exceeds my expectations. Yeah, yeah. What we're getting. The, the only hindrance I'm sort of finding at the moment is it's a little bit hard to move his head. He does have head articulation <laughs> and you're not going to get a lot of great posing out of moving the head but there is some movement there uh if you get your thumb in you can move it and it stays but it's pretty much the the way that the hood sculpted it's a front unlock otherwise it looks a bit odd i guess what's also cool about this guy is that um you know if spoiler alert uh if you've played the game or read the comics you'll know that this guy switches loyalties like you wouldn't believe uh he jumps all over the place he starts off as um a Jedi, and then he falls to the dark side, then he comes back, then he goes all over the place, then he dies, then the good part goes one way, the dark part goes the other. He really is all over the shop. And um, what's cool is he actually comes with two lightsabers. He comes with the traditional red lightsaber as uh, as a Sith, and he has his uh, Samuel L. Jackson violet lightsaber as well. So, um, yeah, you've got the choices there, and I've seen quite a few people posing him with both, and, you know, hey, yes. what's cooler than one lightsaber? Yeah. 
And I'm sure there's rumours out there that he ends up being Snoke because I think every character has rumours about them being Snoke at some <laughs> point. So you might have your first Snoke figure as well. Well, that's right. That's right. All right, well, moving on, I think we did jump ahead in the alphabet there and we skipped a certain protocol droid. Oh, we did too. Sorry about that. I just went to uh, the next one in my pile, but I'd already opened the protocol droid. So C-3PO, uh, episode seven with the red arm. Yeah, and aren't the fans excited about that? Yeah, now th- this is an odd one because we have also gotten this year C-3PO from A New Hope, episode four, with the regular arm and the silver leg. Have you picked him up? Uh, our- our good friend Engineer Nerd has one put aside for me as we speak. So uh, he, he prowls the aisles of Walgren's um, for us, picking up uh, exclusive Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black. So so mine is acquired. It's just not here yet. Oh, very cool. So it pretty you pretty much do have it already uh, with having the Episode 7 one there. Uh, the only difference in sculpt is the uh, sort of wires under his chest armor. Uh, okay. They are. It's a different sculpt and different paintwork on uh, both figures, but the actual main part of the buck uh, is all the same. And it's a terrific C-3PO, like he's yeah. just magnified down. And one thing I found, I didn't notice this when I first opened him, but on his leg joints, he's got the little piston. And if you bend his leg, you can actually turn the piston so it faces ah, the right way. It's not stays just, aligned. You know, yeah. Very nice. So Very they've nice. done some cool engineering on him. Yeah, and, and I guess, um, you know, when you're looking at a figure like this, you're talking complete tooling from top to bottom. There's no reuse of parts here, so they have to get their money's worth. So uh, I'm not going to begrudge Hasbro for bringing out both, um, you know, the, the original trilogy, 3PO, and, of course, the Episode Seven. I just would have been nice if they were swapped the other way around. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, I agree. This is a, a beautiful figure. And now that I've actually rewatched a bit of Star Wars, you know, we obviously did our um, 250th episode special, um, and I didn't realise that 3PO spends as much time as he does dirty. He, he's, he's not sort of polished gold chrome uh, a lot of the time. He tends to have that dull uh, appearance, and they've sort of replicated that here. He's got that sort of metallic gold, but it's, it's certainly not electroplate or anything like that. Mm. I I do, yeah, I definitely agree with the buck. Part of me was hoping that when they did this figure, they were just going to give him a swappable arm um, mm. because he does have the regular arm for no real reason at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> in there. And I actually just watched it again recently, and he has the red arm like pretty much to the scene beforehand, and then it's just <laughs> as they're leaving. So he swapped it out pretty easy and <laughs> quick there, apparently. But uh, it is... I yeah I'm I'm glad to have him and it is their part of episode uh, seven but I definitely agree I would have preferred the regular one to be part of the main wave and yeah. keep red as the exclusive. Absolutely, uh, and if you don't know why he's got a red arm, Marvel did actually do a C-3PO special that explains uh, rather well, I thought, as to why he does actually have that red arm, so there is a, a reason. Um, interestingly, and it's only just occurred to me, that throughout the entire movies and every appearance that C-3PO has ever made is that his arms uh, are never really straight. Um, they've always got some sort of uh, level of angle to that elbow, and that's actually replicated here with the figure in that he has no elbow articulation whatsoever. 
Yeah, it's one thing. It would have been nice if the pistons worked and you got a little bit of articulation, but mm. I can understand where that might just be a step too much uh, in engineering and he really doesn't have his arms any other way. So yeah. there's not a, you're not really lacking any fantastic C-3PO pose without that articulation yeah. there. And they've given him some nice wrist articulation. Um, so you still can get him in a lot of the great C-3PO poses. Yeah. So not a lot of uh, highlighting here. He's sort of cast in that gold colour. There's no washers or anything like that. But uh, I think they've done a great job highlighting all the wires and cables around his midriff. Um, I think the articulation is actually not too bad there. Like he can um, lean back and forward quite a lot, exposing more of those wires, just like you sort of see mm. Anthony Daniels in the film. So, yeah, look, um, I actually think he's a pretty worthy uh, addition to the line. I'm glad we've got him. Um, probably the only thing is I noticed that uh, of all my figures, this guy, probably got the loosest joints of any of them. He's quite loose in the hips. Okay. Mine's not too bad on either of them. The uh, waist cut, where you've got the wires meets the upper torso, that can be a bit loose yeah. on, in fact, both of them. But uh, my legs aren't too bad. Mm, very good. All right. Well, look, I think, you know, I mean, the head's extremely well done. The eyes look great. Um, I think this guy has been, uh, you know, he's been a, a big want of mine for a long time, and I'm, I'm glad that we've managed to uh, tick him off the list. Um, no accessories to speak of, and I think that's probably represented in the fact they spent all their money in tooling. So, all right. Well, moving right along, and uh, I don't know, I can't remember the actual exact title of this guy, but um, Krennic, Director Krennic? Yep, Director Orson Krennic. Awesome. Or, as he's known in our native language, um, Benno. 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 Mr. Mendelssohn. Yep. Australian actor. Many times uh, seen him walking around the streets of Melbourne. He's just <laughs> one of those types of people who seem to just go in the city and walk around. So <laughs> I've passed him probably more than 100 times on the street, and he's always got a coffee in his hand. Ah, very good. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, now this is an interesting choice. Um, first thing we notice with this guy, other than the fact that the likeness is pretty good, I think um, they've done a reasonable job of capturing Ben Mendelsohn here, despite this ongoing need to uh, cast skin in that sort of flesh-coloured plastic, which I am just not a fan of at all. I would much prefer they paint skin tones. But, um, yeah, what, what do you think of that portrait? I, I really like it. I think they have captured him the... I only think it's not so much in the sculpt, but I wish his hair had have had another darker wash to it. Mm. Um, it's a little sort of blue tacky grey for me. Yeah, it's an awkward. It doesn't really come across as a natural kind of colour. It's, but I guess you know, it's many, many, many thousands of years ago. But anyway, yeah. um, look, I think the big thing for me when I opened this figure, and I mean, I knew it opening the figure beforehand, but his uh, his cape is actually cast, so it's um, it's flexible rubber as opposed to um, you know Reven's uh, cloth cape. They've gone for a, a moulded plastic cape this time. Yeah, that's something I hadn't. Uh sort of realised. So you just said it then. Most of the other capes in the series have been. I think all of the other ones have been. The only thing I could think of is the rest of his buck, um, I imagine, will be quite useful if they want to, say, do a uh, Uncanny Valley Tarkin or mm -hmm. uh, something like that. So maybe it's if you cast it, you don't have the cape peg hole joints or that that you'd need to put it in. If it was a cloth one, maybe it's a way of 
keeping that buck so they can reuse it again. Yeah, true. Yep, yep. Yeah, look, um, I mean, I actually quite like this figure. I, I wasn't a fan of the character in the film. I actually found him to be a little bit sort of repulsive in that that kind of, um, I guess, red tape, you know, governmenty way. Uh, <laughs> you know, he certainly doesn't come across as menacing at all. I was about to say, you work in Australian government, so you probably know, <laughs> know this guy quite well. You've been in meetings. But... That's right. That's, that's right. Uh, let's hope my boss isn't listening to this episode. Um <laughs> Yeah, so look, I, I think he, uh, and, and maybe that was, you know, the idea is that's what they were going for, for that sort of snivelling kind of, um, you know, wants to be uh, recognised and, you know, approval seeking and all that sort of thing, um, particularly in the in the film where he's constantly wanting to talk to the Emperor himself. Um, look, I, I really like this figure, and I think despite the lack of highlights, um, you know, he actually came out really well, and... I'm sort of looking at this going, you know, his cape is cast in this off-white plastic with no highlights of any kind. His white tunic is cast in the same, almost the same colour, sort of off-white with no highlights of any kind. He's got the black uh, Doc Savage, um, what are they, kind of like Jodhpuri sort of pants. Um, and then the, the black boots, which have a gloss to them, which is a nice contrast to the pants. And there's no highlights of any kind, but um, he's still got a bit of a presence. I think yeah. it's quite well done. And he stands out now on my shelf. I've got him with my sort of black trooper obsession. Um, <laughs> and I, I do love the way, um, obviously, it was designed this way for the film, but they sort of reversed Vader. You've got the stormtroopers are black and mm. Krennic is white and there's sort of just that nice negative flip uh, on yeah. that and it stands out, uh, makes him very prominent on the shelf there with the Imperials. Yeah, and, and I noticed too that the cape is actually sculpted so it sort of comes around um, his shoulders and sort of hangs down to cover parts of the arms and so if his, if his arms are by his side... Um, the, the cape sort of comes around and partially covers them, but I've actually got him at the moment with his arms kind of, um, you know, at a 90-degree angle with his his hands sticking out as if he's drawn a blaster, and I notice that cape actually still sits quite nicely um, around the neck and shoulders. So, you know, while it does impede a little bit of sort of posing, it doesn't actually sort of fall off the minute you raise his arm, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I do quite like the design of his blaster there. Uh, yeah. The way that sort of fits in its holster on the side, it's always nice when we get that. Yes, a dedicated holster to put the gun. I, I am a fan of that. Yeah. Um, as much as I like the you know the pegs on the side of the blasters that go into the little holes on some of the previous troopers, I, I do like a dedicated holster, if I may say. So, yeah, um, yeah well, I'm not a, a, an enormous fan of the character. I actually think this is a, a really, really worthwhile job. They've done, uh, yeah, they've done good things. Yeah. See, I, I actually really like the character, and I'm kind of hoping now we get a repaint of him on the uh, sort of burnt planet in the beginning where he's got his little cap and he's making that sort of ah. breathing expression of the... Just that puffed lip <laughs> look that he did. <laughs> just, I love that scene. There's something about that scene. Just, that was when I fell in love with the movie. I was like, I'm in wherever it goes from here. <laughs> the fact that they let uh, Mendo do a poor <laughs> expression, it's just Australia. I guess uh, the good thing about the two of us reviewing these tonight is um, we've got a good balance because I've only seen the film once and, and you've seen it 23 times. So, <laughs> you know, we've got. <laughs> Only three so far. <laughs> Might be four as of tomorrow, but we'll see. 
Very good, very good. All right, well, uh, that's our that's our only Rogue One figure for this particular. Oh no, no, we've got um, one more. No, one more. Yes. All right. Well, let's go back in time, um, some sort of thirty odd years to a uh, one of the last Jedi's. Yeah, he was mentioned in Rogue One. Yes, yes, so indeed. We have this, and I. So, uh, in terms of characters in Star Wars that we love. Um, Obi-Wan's my guy. So <laughs> I was very excited, uh, to have this, not only because it's a character that I love, uh, but, uh, I'm a little bit younger than most of the guys on the podcast. So when we talk about our vintage Star Wars figures as a kid, <laughs> I'm actually talking about the orange carded, uh, power of the force <laughs> figures were my one and the last one of the first wave that i got and uh had to track down on boxing day after christmas 95 uh oh, was dear. obi-wan he was actually not an easy one to find uh back then so uh my favorite character and i finally got him in the last run of that original wave and this guy actually ended up being the last figure of that original wave to be released in the Black Series. Uh, so there was sort of a nice nice ring theory for you Star yeah. Wars fans out there uh, in getting him, so I was excited. Well, my very first Obi-Wan was, of course, the 12-back Obi-Wan with the, uh, of course, slotted lightsaber in the arm and the dreadful vinyl cape that kept ripping at the shoulders. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, looking at this figure, boy, we have come a long, long way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. This guy is interesting. He's interesting. I, um, I do like it, so I'm just going to say that up front. But um, this is another one of those figures that I look at, and, you know, we just talked about Krennic and his moulded cape. There seems to be no particular logic in the way that uh, Hasbro is approaching these robes. Um, they're, they're all over the place because uh, Obi-Wan has both. Mm. Um, he, of course, has his his brown sort of over cloak, I guess, you know, you would call it, that sort of one with the, that contains the hood. But then his actual sort of Jedi robes underneath, the, the tan-coloured ones, are fully sculpted. Yeah, and I don't mind having the cloth cape on him. The only issue I have with the cloth cape, as I've sort of taken him out and playing with it now, is if you don't want the hood up, it sort of looks a bit awkward in the back. Their mind keeps wanting to half spring up around his head. Yeah, look, I've been trying to play with this figure for... Um, uh, he was one of the first ones I actually took out of the packaging, and um, I've been trying to get the, the the hood to sit nicely on him, but uh, it, it feels like it's about three sizes too big. Um, you know, I know their, yeah. their, their hoods are generous, but this is actually a little bit on the silly side. I feel like I could get another three heads in there if I tried. Now, I sort of feel like if you actually play with the hood with your fingers so there's he's got a seam running up the back of his hood yes and if you get that to sort of level with the back of his head and so from where the seam stops to uh the opening of the hood hole if you rest that part on the top of his head he looks almost perfect like that's almost straight off the screen but the moment you move your fingers away that hood's (laughs) Jumping up and he's in his sort of sand people scaring. Yes, mode. Right. 
<laughs> just the old hermit. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, this guy has got some extensive sculpted robes underneath. Um, we've actually got a basic figure. So, I, I think if you've ever wondered um, what Obi-Wan has under those sort of tan under robes, um, we've got actually a full figure there. He's he's actually got sculpted pants that actually have a pattern to them. Uh, he's got full boots um, almost knee-high boots, uh, etc. So, um, you know, they haven't sort of skimped out on, on when you uh, slip that, that robe up. Um, I think the big disappointment with this is um, we do have uh, the split in that um, tan-coloured robe, the, the rubber one down the sides, which give us a little bit of kind of, you know, movement. But Really, uh, if you're going to want to pose this guy in any kind of position that has a bent leg, um, you know, a partial squat or even a sort of fairly big action, you know, open stance, uh, open-footed stance, you're going to struggle a little bit, Mm. I think. Now, am I just not seeing it with my bad eyesight or is (laughs) is his legs just one colour painted? They haven't changed the boot to the pant leg, have they? That's just... No, yeah. it's just. In fact, this figure has, uh, from what I can tell, no shading whatsoever. So his legs are done in that kind of. Uh, it's almost a, a brown with a slight red tinge to it. Um, the tan robes are, are done in one colour with uh, no wash whatsoever. Oddly, though, the my the, the the part above his waist, I guess the the part that covers his chest has got a slightly glossier look to the bottom half, which is a bit more sort of matte. Yeah, now, see, mine does have a little bit of a wash on that chest piece above the belt and a little bit just under the belt on his maybe, leg. Maybe pants. that's why I've got a difference between glossy and matte, because there is a yeah. bit of a wash there. Yeah, look, I... And, and there's a little bit on his little pouch on his side. I've got a little bit of a black oh, wash. Yes. And a little bit in his beard as well. Yeah. Now, let's talk about that hair. Yeah. He's a toupee, the Alec Guinness toupee. uh, Yes. Um, He he almost looks a bit General Custer-ish with that that kind of yellow. I don't know. um, Does it need to be a bit more grey? Now, see, I don't actually really have much yellow in mine. Mine is kind of white. I'm going to see... I'm going to send through the magic of technology <laughs> a photo of mine. I'm going to see maybe we've got our ones were painted at different studios or something because yeah. mine mine is fairly grey. So yeah, look, I guess the other thing is you know it's it's night uh, where we are and we don't actually have that uh, natural light coming in, but um, he certainly doesn't to me feel like he's got that grey almost white hair that I, I seem to picture him with. Yeah, so yours almost looks like it's Yeah, see, got... as I'm looking in close, I can see a little tiny bit of like a maybe a yellow wash so maybe it was just amounts that were applied. Mm. like mine, it's slightly more on the back of his head that's a little bit if you're Mm. For it, but mine is fairly sort of whitish grey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, look, comparing your photo to mine, I think yours does look slightly whiter, but um, maybe it's just the, you know, mm. horrible fluorescent lights that I've got. To, um, yeah, look, back to that mixed media. Interesting when you slide up the, the material, the, the brown material of the robe on his arms, the, uh, the, the robe underneath, which is quite chunky, is cast. So his arms are actually quite substantial. Yeah. Now, have you taken the robe off him? Is that? I haven't. I haven't. See, that's it's one thing I'm sort of tempted not to do because the one thing I do like about the mixed media robe is they've actually kept it pretty tight on his arms. There, mm. you're not getting those big baggy uh, sleeves that you sometimes get with these Jedi robes. Yeah. And I wonder how it would go sliding him off, considering he's got that under robe that's sculpted that's quite large and flares out. Uh, near the wrists and oh I didn't actually notice but if you actually look up his sleeve in his sculpted wrists he's just got these kind of yellow nubs that his hands (laughs) go into that is a bit disappointing now I think that's one of those things once I've seen it now I (laughs) won't We'll struggle not to. Yeah, it doesn't kind of disappear up the channel of his yeah. sleeve. It, it kind of looks like this weird... Um, yeah. All right, well, Mr. Kenobi comes with uh, his trusty blue lightsaber. Um, as is normal for these kinds of things, the blade is removable, and he does actually have a hook on his belt, so you can hang the uh, the hilt off his, mm. uh, off his yeah, belt there. And, yeah... I have to say, I'm this, you know, like three PO. Now I know it's it's not our episode, um, you know, our original trilogy, three uh, PO. But the fact we've now got another member of the original clan, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, this is kind of now. Oh, we've got one more figure that came out in this wave as well, but it's kind of we've got pretty much all the major players mm. from that first film. Like you can almost do most of that original card back of main characters and the original power of the um force wave from 95 yeah as well as definitely all complete i think it's just is it a san person the only one the tuscan raider are the death squad commander Uh, and the the jawa so three yeah but no named characters Mm -mm. that's three so yeah we're, we're getting there now it's on to empire that's right, that's right. Lando's coming soon. Indeed. Yeah. All right, well. So good segue into the next one. Yes, she is, and uh, may she rest in peace, our, our sweet princess. Yeah, um, that, that hit me a lot harder than if you had told me um, a year ago, like, oh, Carrie Fisher will pass away and you'll spend the day pretty much wrecked and mm. you'll be brought to tears by the Kevin Smith retrospective podcast on her and oh, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have thought it, but, oh, it hit me hard. Yeah. Yeah, and what I actually thought was really sweet um, in terms of people paying their respects is uh, I didn't see much online of people going, you know, where did they get to with episode eight and nine filming? You know, did she finish all her scenes? Uh, what are they going to do? So, and I, I still don't know the answer to that question, but um, it was nice that it wasn't people's first concern. It's, uh, they have finished all her scenes for eight and they are talking about what they're going to do uh, mm. for nine now. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, um, very sad. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the episode for Leia. So this is the um, you know we're a diplomatic ship on a we're a, sorry we're a counselor ship on a diplomatic mission for Alderaan or whatever the spiel was that now doesn't make sense if you've seen Rogue One. <laughs> um, so this is her, of course, in the famous white gown and oh gosh, um, yeah. Look, given the nature. Uh, of the the few weeks we just had, I really wanted to like this figure a lot more. Um, don't know, don't know. Uh, I'm unfortunately not feeling it. They've just never really captured this likeness of Carrie Fisher in Episode Four. That just there's something about it in plastic form that's just hard to. I think because she is so young in that, it's hard yeah. to to do it. Whereas Mine uh, seems a bit more like a uh, needs a later hosen and is something more <laughs> at a sound of music than Star Wars. Yeah, the actual the, the hair sculpt's um, not bad on mine. I yep, don't mind yep. the hair sculpt, but yeah, the the face and the makeup is not not there. Yeah. Look, I think yeah, what what's definite what's off for me is her face is a lot rounder than it should be. Um, she's got very full cheeks that, and that sort of very full chin. Um, and so you've got this very rounded face and then no matter what you do with paint apps, there's nothing you can really do to bring that back. Uh, I can remember when this figure was shown, it was either New York Toy Fair or, or one of the big cons. Um, and everyone was laughing saying that, you know, she looked, um, like a gorilla. Uh, and the Hasbro team said, look, you know, we just rushed her, um, and, you know, we just wanted to get her out so we, you know, could show people that she was coming uh, and we, you know, we'll, we'll be fixing it. And so I had hope that uh, the final <laughs> figure would actually bring us a little closer to that young, you know, 19-year-old Carrie Fisher. Um, but it clearly wasn't to be because uh, the face on this, I mean, look, she looked good in your collection. Um, it's obvious who she is and with the, you know, the hood up, um, you know, she looks fine. Um, I also think because Carrie Fish is so tiny and they have to use a tiny buck, um, there's only so much they can do with these material robes. And um, she has a full material robe over a cast body. Uh, and really the only thing that's sort of adorning that is a belt around her waist, which is, um, which is made of plastic. Mm. Uh, and she's basically swimming in it. Yeah, I've just been playing with the arm articulation on mine to sort of get it in there. It was a bit back to front when I took it out of the mm. package, and it is slightly better now that I've got sort of her arms facing the right way and move the cloth around on her a bit. Yep. But, yeah, it's, it's always the hard thing with... This is where mixed media doesn't work as well for me. This is one I would have preferred it to be a sculpted... Uh, piece rather than complete mixed media yeah. itself. And the uh, I've just now I'm going to sound quite horrible here, but <laughs> the back of her um, outfit seems slightly see-through compared to the front. Yes, you can definitely I, see that. Yeah, like it almost <laughs> looks like there's a, a strip across the bottom that stops it being um, see-through, but I think it's actually just the white of her boots and the line mm -hmm. that comes with. But then yeah, it's a bit odd. Bit odd. <laughs> well, if you are wondering, she uh, is wearing a almost what you would call a, a one-piece swimsuit, 
um, and some sort of very high boots underneath, and uh, that's all obviously cast. Um, all the skin is done in uh, is cast in in flesh coloured plastic, um, and then interestingly, the white boots um, to me look like they've actually been painted over the top of that flesh colour. So um, not a lot happening. Uh, they've made a bit of an attempt with the makeup. She's got a bit of rouge on the cheeks, uh, in addition to the lipstick and, and other things. Um, but no, not much happening with the hair in terms of any kind of highlighting there. Um, she's got some silver paint on her white belt. Um, however, accessory-wise, um, she does come with two blasters. She comes with the standard Stormtrooper uh, blaster and, of course, her uh, her little slim girly. Yeah, blaster as well. I love that little slim blaster. That's one of my yeah. favourite Star Wars blasters for some reason. Well, when I was a boy, I actually had a little uh, fishing lure box, one of those plastic boxes with all the compartments in it, and I used to put all my accessories in that box. And when I'd play with my Star Wars figures, I'd get my little box out and I'd give everyone their respective guns. And then at the end of play, I'd put them all back. And I was the only kid out of anyone that I knew who uh, still had all their weapons. Everyone else had, had lost theirs. And uh, she was the only one whose gun I'd lost. So Aww. Leia used to get around weaponless because uh, I didn't have anything to give her. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The poor See, it's, it's actually must be a running thing with Leia because my Leia as a kid was the Bash disguise Leia, and I lost her helmet in the ducted heating vent oh. of my house. <laughs> I, I knew where it was. It was just my parents, when I told them, were just kind of like, oh, you're not getting that back. That's just <laughs> – <laughs> it's just that I might be able to now go down there with a little – Heidi cam or something and find it still <laughs> probably melted to high uh, heck but <laughs> yeah now this is of course the second layer we've had after the Bausch Bush Bosch Bush whatever you want to call it um, uh, third actually third yeah we have um, oh, the, the slave layer of course layer layer yeah. and the uh, yeah and then the Bausch. Layer. Ah, yes, of course. So so there's still a couple of really good options there to bring out a, a decent Carrie Fisher. There's obviously the uh, Endor sort of green um, camouflage outfit. There's the um, the Hoth base outfit, which is one of the ones That's, that I like. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Bespin one as well. So very good. All right, well, moving on from our dear princess, uh, jumping from movies to TV, we've got Sabine um, Wren from Rebels. So um, we're getting another figure from Rebels, which is nice. Yeah. Um, after getting uh, the last Padawan, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a gorgeous figure. This one, uh, when she was announced, I was neither here nor there. Um, I, I sort of intermittently watch Rebels. I'm waiting for the, the Blu-ray uh, release to come down in price uh, before I sort of sit and watch them methodically. So uh, I didn't have any particular love um for this when she was announced, but uh, in hand, she's gorgeous. Yeah, the paintwork on her is just... Yeah. <laughs> like, this would... I don't uh, think we're going to be doing a uh, large-scale top-of um, list this year. No, no. Um, but if we were, like, paint application-wise, she yep. would just have to be up there for the sheer amount of paint apps on a six-inch figure. Mm, absolutely, yeah. So, of course, Sabine Wren is uh, one of the Rebel crew. Um, she's uh, obviously known for wearing uh, Mandalorian armour. She's got that sort of chest plate, the shoulder pads, and, of course, the famous Mandalorian helmet, um, which I noticed has the working targeter as well. The oh, I didn't know. Oh, 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 oh. 
Oh, that's awesome. It winds down. So, yeah. very cool. Um, look, we'll talk about her outfit in a minute. Um, one thing I actually want to talk about that I thought was really quite clever is, um, you know, I can remember even as a kid noticing that my Leia um, in her Bausch disguise and my Lando Calrissian figure, um, in order for characters to have removable helmets, they uh, often had pinheads to fit the helmet over the top because, of course, you didn't want this giant helmet. Um, but this one, um, the the... The Mandalorian helmet she comes with is made of a, a really flexible um, plastic. It's that sort of um, that rubbery type thing, and it's incredibly thin. And while it is a, a really tight fit, it does actually slip over that um, head. And so her head is actually normal sized. And when the helmet slides over the top of her head, while it does look large, you sort of stop and go, "Well, you know, it's probably made for a, a Mandalorian male." So um, I actually think it's a quite a clever piece of engineering. I really like it, and I was a bit worried. I've literally just taken it out of the package, and I started to put the helmet on. It's like, oh, this isn't going on at all, <laughs> until I realized it actually had a bit of flex and give to it. Um, but my one thing now that you've pointed out that the viewfinder actually works is if you look in the helmet, it does have the little bit of nub on the side. So oh, being yeah. a tight fit, I would be careful taking it on and off that you're not scratching the paint on that side as it sort of... Yeah, runs true. against that nub uh, on the inside there. But I think if you're careful, um, it's all fairly good. But I don't know if I'll be displaying her with it much on because she's got a wonderful sort of head sculpt and head mm. paint um, there in of itself and just, yeah, really well done. Really, yeah. And one of my favorite things, I love when they do this uh, with action figures, that they don't just give them guns, but she actually comes with her little spray can. Yes, uh, device <laughs> to do so. So I love when you just get those little character pieces as yeah. well in the figure. I think she's definitely our winner in the accessories state because she comes with her two blaster pistols, the helmet, and of course the spray can. So that's um, that's four accessories. Mm. Um, oh, wow, this this costume is um, it's pretty wild and crazy. I imagine the Hasbro guys you know really had to scratch their head for this one because. Um, we have got multiple colours going on here. So um, we do have elements of, say, you know, her upper arms being cast in that sort of dark grey plastic, and then I think they've painted the flesh tone uh, over the top. But there's so many different colours going on here. Um, you know, her uh, her top, I guess the, the T-shirty part that goes under the armour is, uh, is three different colours of grey, uh, and that's before you sort of highlight, um, the, you know, the shoulder pieces in a, I guess it's a bit of a... Uh, maroon colour. Um, you know, there's just so much going on here. Those mm. shoulder pieces, you've got the, the, the checkered thing on her right shoulder. You've got the Mandalorian, um, the, the, you know, the dragon logo on the left shoulder, which is actually really nicely battle-worn. It's actually yeah. quite a, a beat. There's, that's a, there's a little bit of silver undermined too where it scratches away, sort of like hinting that it's metal that she's mm. coloured over. That's a very nice touch. Yeah, and I think what really makes this figure pop is both her gloves and her boots have that speckled, coloured, speckled appearance that um, often comes with, you know, graffiti artists as, uh, you know, paint managers to you know, either blow back or, or that sort of thing. So we've got numerous colours yeah. that have been used to sort of flick on. Now, collector question. So with Star Wars being the line that it is, there's numerous people who uh, collect paint variants. And I'm assuming for 
the legs on this, they've basically just splattered paints, like so got a bit of a flick on a brush going or yes. uh, something like that. So potentially every one of these figures is going to be a variant of the other just because of the way uh, the paint's going to be uh, speckled on each arm. So if you're a uh, paint variant collector, these figures must be driving you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that'd be the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, for me, there's a slight letdown in, in some of the slop where different colours meet, um, some of the flesh on the arms where it's been painted. They haven't quite finished it right to the edge. So the grey is still sort of showing through. But given the amount of effort, uh, you know, knowing how action figures have made and, and budgets work, um, you know, to bring us this figure. And of course, this is actually the, what they call the realistic Sabine. So she's not actually sculpted to have that, um, Star Wars Rebels cartoony appearance. This is that um, realistic, much like ah- Ahsoka and um, Kanan. So, uh, yeah, this is a huge yeah. win. Love this figure. Yeah. Uh, exceeded my expectations. I do wonder, because I remember hearing with the Masters of the Universe classic, the um, Ratlaw, who had a lot of paint applications, they actually said he was one of the most expensive figures production-wise to make um, in the entire line just because of the amount of paint applications they mm. had to do on him. Mm. And whether... I'd be interested to see she might be potentially the most expensive star wars black from a production standpoint uh, that they've released but i do like the idea of like okay if we're going to do one rebel a year or so on then that's one that they kind of do a bit bit of special effort into uh, yeah absolutely yeah no she's very nice very nice indeed All right, well, we're jumping back into the world of Rogue One, and I'm going to have to take your word for some of this because we're going to be talking about the Scarif Stormtrooper. Uh, And uh, much like the C-3PO Walgren's debacle, uh, Hasbro deemed it necessary to bring out the Scarif Stormtrooper squad leader as the regular figure that can be found anywhere. And the uh, Scarif Stormtrooper regular trooper, so the army builder, is a Walmart exclusive? Uh, yep, Walmart. Now, the, the Hasbro line on this was that Walmart's uh, everywhere and they've ordered big on him, so he's the one that you want to army build and get in there and buy. But that only really works if you live in a country with Walmarts. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks yeah. for nothing. Um, and uh, I was pleased on some level to see that uh, the... Uh, Scarif squad leader in the film there are multiple of there was one shot with at least two running in the same frame uh, cool. so if you do want to army build this guy uh, you can uh, but yeah it is a bit of a shame that the uh, one that you would want to army build is the harder one to come by yeah. it seems yes unless you, you know you've got a mate who works on the back dock of uh, Walmart and yeah can- open up the boxes as they come in. All right, now, this guy uh, shares the same buck as the hover tank pilot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for the most part, uh, he does. So I think he's got the same little skirt by my um, hover tank pilots just packed away uh, at the moment, but he has the same skirt, doesn't he? Yeah, look, I actually managed to grab hold of mine, and pretty much um, from, uh, I think the only thing that's different from the neck to the waist, uh, the belt, is different, but the arms, the chest, the abs uh, are all exactly the same. 
Um, and the legs and the greaves uh, on his shins are the same. So really the major difference here is um, the belt, which strangely enough is connected to that skirt that you'll talk about in a moment, and of yep. course a completely different helmet. Yeah, so the um, in terms of the uh, private to the leader, it's pretty much the exact same sculpt except for the skirts as well. Uh, the private sort of got a little bandolier with some ammo pouches uh, on him. And then he's got a lot less paint over the body, and he just comes with a regular Stormtrooper blaster, whereas the leader guy here comes with a big, massive double-barrel blaster with a little bit of silver and red paint. uh, It's actually a nice gun. I quite like the design. I do too. I don't remember seeing it in the movie at all, but... Yeah, I'm thinking now, but... hmm. uh, Now, one issue, I don't know if you have this, but on my... Uh, soldier's head. He's got sort of this uh, forehead armor piece, and mine hasn't been glued in properly, so I got a bit of air gap on the uh, left hand side. But I'm assuming that's just an issue with mine because my private doesn't have that. No, my leader seems pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. I can't really see. Yeah, actually looks okay. Yeah. What do you think of the overall design? Now, um, I'm sure that uh, a large amount of the designs in uh, Rogue One were, of course, uh, for merchandise reasons. Um, that's the reason why yep. the Avengers get redesigned in every new film. Yep. Um, but from, a, I guess, a Stormtrooper point of view, uh, does this guy sort of rank high or low in terms of... I actually, I actually really like him, and... Uh, in my head, I, I didn't mind getting redesigned uh, Stormtroopers at all in my sort of... I mean, in this wave, we've also got, like, uh, the Adat pilot and the Snow Trooper, and then there's the Scout Troopers, which, uh, for me, these guys kind of fall into a variation of the Scout Troopers. Um, mm. Sort of, for me, the original trilogy had a lot of variants in uh, the Stormtrooper armor as yeah. well. So I actually do... Uh, like these guys because they're probably the design that steps furthest away from a basic stormtrooper yet when you look at them you know they're imperial soldiers there's still something there an imperial soldier which i think as long as they have that it's still a design you can look at and go yep he's from star wars and would be fighting for the imperials Uh, i'm okay with it on a design level yeah, I, I think he probably bridges the gap between um, the episodes one, two, three, through to that sort of plain white and black stormtrooper. You know, we've got, uh, of course, the clone troopers had the various coloured markings, which, um, you know, for the most part, I thought was a bit garish. I, I think I'm just used to that classic stormtrooper, and this guy's got probably a, a little bit too colour, too much colour for me. But what I do like is the fact that uh, it's it's applied in in such a way that he actually looks beaten to hell. Um, you know, that blue stripe across his upper chest actually looks quite worn as if it's been um, chipped away in, in battle. And we've certainly got lots of nice splotches of brown on that sort of off-white sort of ivory-coloured armour that uh, really gives it a uh, a worn feel. And, and I think that is actually helping it for me. Mm. Yeah, very mm. nice. All right, well... Yeah, look, not too bad. Uh, I don't think uh, it'll ever take the place of my favourite trooper because we're actually going to talk about him next. Oh, and I just dropped him. (laughs) I dropped him. He's good. That's why they come in boxes. Man down, man down. All right, well, um, 
I said earlier um, that uh, I, I changed my opinions on a number of figures. I was underwhelmed by the ADAT driver um, when he was in the packaging, but when I got him out and had a play with him, I was actually quite blown away um, by how good he was. Um, and uh, I've got kind of the opposite thing happening with the Snowtrooper. Or um, now, I, I've literally just opening him now and ripping him out. Can I take a stab at something <laughs> here? Go for Is it. Is it that he's kind of got a Silence of the Lambs wearing the skin of other people colour effect going on? Yeah. Um, there's quite a few things going on. And, yeah, the first thing you notice with this guy is the colouring. Um I'm going to have to go back and revisit uh, Empire Strikes Back, maybe look for some screenshots, which I haven't done. So, you know, it might all turn out to be justified, but this guy is nowhere near as white as I remember. Yeah. He's got some (laughs) very, very dirty boots. (laughs) He's kind (laughs) of... Sorry, I just had an image in my mind. It's, It's like he's... Like, uh, we've run out of material for your Snowtrooper armor. Just use this Rancor scrotum. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's got a weird texture over it that's a bit, yeah, sort of dirty yeah. skin. It's, yeah. Ugh. It's all very odd. Look, um, the, the obvious parts of, look, the Snowtrooper sculpt is fantastic. Uh, I, I love the helmet on these guys. I love the, the face mask. It, it kind of, really um, conjures for me that, that executioner's hood um, kind of feel, and, and that's replicated really, really nicely here. Um, you know, the Snowtrooper has a very, very distinct look, and they've captured that beautifully. Uh, all the armour pieces look really great. Um, they're all cast in white, so there's not much happening. Uh, for me, the, the little tiny paint apps on the chest um, are a little bit sort of haphazard. They They look... Yeah, I just don't think they've actually taken any great care um, with it. Um, but the, I guess the the under suit, uh, as we talk about, let's just call them overalls like we did with the AT-AT driver, um, and the, the skirt that goes around the waist and, and sort of hangs down covering the back of the legs, um, it's all done in a very, very, what would you call that, that colour? I mean, it's... Um, Skin. Yeah, it's it's not white at all. It's uh, it's almost coffee coloured. Um, it's quite dark, and it actually um, is enhanced further by the fact that the boots, um, which are very very well um, designed, like the detail yeah. in them is actually crazy with all the straps and laces and all that sort of stuff, um, has a really, really heavy um, wash to the point where it's actually gluggy in uh, in a lot of the sort of you know, gaps and stuff like that um, is a really dark colour, and so it sort of further detracts from those white pieces in the armour. So, look, as I said, this this might actually be screen accurate, but um, it's certainly not the the white snow trooper that I remember. From what I see, and take this with a grain of salt because it's the internet. Um, <laughs> judging from. 501st forum post that I've just quickly Googled. It seems like this is technically screen accurate in that this was the outfit colors that were shot, but much like the blue brown discussion about Han's (laughs) clothing, the actual print of the film made it seem 
like a white outfit. So mm. you've mm. got an on-set accurate version <laughs> more than screen okay. accurate. Mm. Look, that's fine, and, and I'm happy with that. If this is accurate, um, you know, hooray. Um, so I'll actually move on to my further complaints then. Because yeah. um, I have many. I have many. Um, look, the the nature of that head sculpt rep, um, trying to replicate that, that sort of Cobra Commander shroud means that um, we don't actually have much in the way of head articulation. Um, we can sort of turn left and right uh, a little bit, um, but, you know, there's virtually no forwards uh, or backwards or left and right. You know, you get a tiny amount, but, you know, um, really nothing to mention. Uh, I think for me what's quite awkward is the nature of the chunky boots means that when you try and point his toes up with that, that ankle articulation, part of the boot's... Um, in his leg uh, at the front get in the way. So I'm trying to sort of lift his toes up, but the the top part of the foot is actually hitting against the, the lower part of the shin, and it's actually restricting just how much I can actually bring those feet up. So I'm actually having trouble getting my guy to stand up. He keeps wanting to sort of naturally lean forward, and so uh, you then start to rely on the, the hip joints um, to do that. So for me to get this guy to stand up, he's almost like an old man snow trooper, you know, hunched over a little bit. Mm. And yeah, just the articulation around the armor and the belt skirt is just driving mm. me a bit bonkers here. Yeah. So that skirt at the back is, uh, is made again of the flexible rubber, but what it means is that, um, you're pretty much not going to get a kneeling pose out of this guy. Um, you can, you can kind of force it, but, um, you know, the, the, the nature of that skirt just really does restrict the articulation. Now I do like his guns though. He's got that cool machine gun blaster with a nice silver wash. Yes, he gets the silver medal for accessories. He comes with three. Yeah, now I actually did... One of my things I was going to complain about is his back was rather plain, but I'd completely forgotten he came with a backpack that year. (laughs) And then then that side is covered up and doesn't really matter. Yeah, he does. Um, Look, you know, I I, I love this design, as I said. I love that executioner's shroud-type mask, and and I think from a sculpt point of view, he looks spot on. Um, You know, the drapery in um, the material, well, not material, the sculpted plastic, but um, the the wrinkles and drapery uh, in his arms, um, on those trousers, particularly the way his pants are tucked into his boots, um, it, it all looks fantastic. Like, this guy really does look amazing. But uh, I've got a feeling that if I do pick up a few more of these guys for army building, you know, I won't be building um, too much of a diorama. I think these will be sort of standing rank and file. And uh, I know it's probably not movie canon, but I'll probably steal one of the orange pauldrons from uh, one of my other uh, figures to give this guy a, um, a sergeant's... Uh, Sergeant stance and uh, put him up front, but um, yeah, I, I just have to say this was probably the one I was the most keen to get, um, and it's probably the one that uh, disappointed me the most. Yeah, he was the one I sort of was sort of thinking, oh, he's just white. I don't need to really look at him. I'm sure they got it through, and yeah, he's he is a bit of a disappointment. Just the and I I, I think I could live with some of the other things, but the actual skin coloured is just weird to mm. me it just it does it just, <laughs> just really stands as off so i i'd have to assume this isn't even accurate to what the costumes were i think it would have been 
a shade of this color and then just as it's being translated to plastic that's just even off again yeah, like yeah. it it should have just been white that's how we remember yeah, yeah. and stand through but yeah. and certainly my vintage figure you know was entirely white and the skirt was actually done in the, that horrible um vinyl and you you actually hooked it on his waist and so you could actually take it off uh, if you wanted to, and uh, this one doesn't have any sort of removable option at all from what I can see. It's not even a, a separate piece that's been added in when the torso's been sort of um, connected to the, the legs. Um, you know, and he's got some pouches built into the side of that skirt that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost hard to differentiate because it's all one colour with no, no real wash whatsoever. I think, in fact, the only wash that I can really see is uh, is on the boots. Yeah. So I think actually, if you hold him up from behind, it looks like the skirt at the back does get darker as it goes down, as if some of that mud on the boots has actually gotten onto the back of his skirt. So, yeah. Hmm. Very good. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, that's all of them. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, I know where some of your bias lies, but uh, who's your figure of the discussion? Oh, I think I've got to give it to Revan. He's ah. just, even though, like, truth be told, I think Sabine's probably the best figure um, in terms of figures in the wave um, and yep. just what goes into making a figure and what's cool and the amount of details she has. There's just, Revan just has that great thing where out of all of them, he's the one I've kept throughout the night picking up and posing and bending around and looking at and he's probably going to be more towards the front of my display yeah now in there and just sort of the possibilities that he means so he's the one out of here i'm excited about if i take my bias for obi-wan away (laughs) what about yourself yeah look I was definitely leaning probably between um, Raven and Sabine. Uh, I think she just was a a real surprise for me. Uh, as I said, I, I had no real sort of, um, oh, I can't wait to get Sabine out of the, the package and have a bit of a play. So uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. And I think if you're going to lean towards Reven, I might just give my vote to uh, yeah. Sabine. She does have me excited about what they can do with some of the rebel figures coming forward mm. like once we start getting i know hair is coming but uh yeah zeb and all that like a zeb could be amazing with the sculpt on his sort yes. of weird meerkat creature type design <laughs> R- ralph yeah. mccrory chewbacca or, <laughs> <laughs> or even a chopper like a realistic chopper uh could be very cool yeah, and you know, given the fact that we've now got Kenobi, uh, we've got sort of the uh, the classic Princess Leia, uh, C-3PO as well, oh, I was really sitting there scratching my head and, and thinking to myself, wow, you know, they've actually nailed so many of my wants that uh, I'm now actually just happy for whatever comes. I mean, um, you know, if I had to list a, a top five, you know, the, the Tusken Raider would be up there. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, the rest of the bounty hunters, Dengar, and, and that would be great. Lando's coming, of course. Yeah. But um, just knowing that, you know, we're getting the Emperor's Royal Guard, it's uh, it's good times. Yeah. And see, I'm even a kid of the prequels, so I'd I'd like a nice Padme and um, oh, a yes. few of those characters filled. Even, like, as much as the character is the bane of a lot of existence, like a, a nice six-inch figure Jar Jar Binks uh, yeah. could be well done and a great figure who is part of the star wars mythology but 
I know it's not mm. everyone's favourite, so I'm going to hold my breath on that <laughs> one. I don't know. Uh, it come through. But there, there is oh, Mace Windu uh, would be a great one. Oh, of in that six inch. Yeah, and, and look, the fact that we've actually got Darth Reaven and he's so far distanced from the other figures that we've been getting, not just in terms of, you know, he's a, a video game character and a comic um, character who existed 3,000 years before all of our favourites. Um, you know, I'm hoping that means that Hasbro are really open to even uh, looking at some of the newer characters, um, such as Dr. Aphra, yeah. um, Black Cassantin, uh was it Triple Zero and BT? Yeah. We well, have the Triple uh, Zero sculpted already for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's almost, yeah, it's yeah. done, isn't it? <laughs> well, I suppose um, BT as well is really just a repurposed uh, R2-D2, but uh, I want that to be a deluxe figure with, you know, kitted out with a crap load of weapons. Yeah, well. all those torture bits yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about, um, the uh, Marvel Star Wars titles have actually been really, really top-notch. Some great creators doing some really, really fun things there. Yeah, so. and even uh, with his appearance in, uh, well, actually two appearances in Rebels, a sort of more modern-day Darth Maul as he's post-death mm. <laughs> sort of scene, and uh, um, Admiral Thrawn could be really cool in there. Yeah, yeah, Savage Oppress. Yeah. Ah, it's good times. Good times. (laughs) Time to love Star Wars right now. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our uh, our toy breakdown slash discussion topic for this episode. Um, We're probably going to sound off now, say goodbye, and uh, thanks for listening, etc. Any last thoughts, comments? Uh, no, I do just want to give a plug. I was, uh, very grateful to be invited on, uh, Star Wars Action News for their, uh, Rogue One, uh, episode discussion and Excellent. also their episode on wrapping up, uh, Star Wars collecting in 2016. So obviously if you've listened to this, uh, you've probably got some level of interest in Star Wars. So, uh, drop over. They're good friends of the show, so check out their show if you haven't already, which if you're a fan of Star Wars, you probably have. But, um, yeah, big thank you for them for having me on. Excellent. Very good. All right. Well, uh, as some of you may or may not know, we are on a bit of a hiatus from the regular Action Figure Blues podcast, um, though we haven't exactly been quiet. We are bringing out some of these special episodes as uh, we see fit. So keep an eye out. Probably something else soon. You and I are probably going to be back shortly to talk Thundercats. Thunder. Yep. I just Thunder. need to get mine in the mail. That? <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're waiting for that sea turtle. Yeah. So, all right. Well, until then, everyone, stay safe, and we'll catch you soon. Good journey. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.